Corey Enright is the modern-day Bruce Duell, a man content to let his on-field actions do all the talking. Enright came and went as a Geelong player with more premierships than media interviews. Welcome, Corey. Are you shy or just uninterested in the public profile? Um, a bit of both, I think. It was probably wasn't really my cup of tea to be going down that path. and um, I just enjoyed playing footy and, um, you know, hanging around with my mates. It wasn't, wasn't I guess, part of my radar to be um, chasing the media and, and doing the interviews. And we had, we had a lot of guys that were happy to, <laughs> to, to take up the slack there and I just fell into the back of the queue. So uh, you're not on the comeback trail, are you? <laughs> I read a story in the Geelong Eddy the other day about you returning home to Kimber. Uh, deep in South Australia yeah, uh, and playing for your old team. There you are, in, in Tiger Colours. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a good day, mate. Um, yeah, it was obviously um, the opportunity come up to, to, to go back to Kimber and um, give something back to where I first, I guess, started playing football. And um, Yeah, it was, a, it was an enjoyable day and, and the Kimber Tigers got the win, which was nice. I love the, the cars around the fence. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently the cars were parked there on the Friday night getting... Getting a good spot. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's country, local footy at its best. Because the local boy was coming home. Yes. Yeah, you're a mate of the coach, aren't you? Yeah, really yeah. good mate. He was in my wedding. I was in his wedding, so, yeah. yep. That's Matt? Matt, uh, yeah. Matt Lena, yep. And so did he ask you to play or how did it, how did it come about? Yeah, well, I guess uh, the, the, the Kimber Districts Footy Club um, always wanted me to come back and, and, and play a game uh, once my AFL uh, career had finished. Um, so they, they sort of approached me probably... Uh, two or three months ago, um, seeing if it could happen. They, they looked at the AFL schedule and said, you guys are playing uh, the Crows Friday night. Um, we, can, we can make this happen if you're willing and, and, and able to, to, to commit to it. So I thought, yeah, let's do it. I probably won't get the opportunity to do it again. If I, if I leave it too long, I'll never do it. Did you drive home? It's five hours, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah it is. So, um, yeah, my, my wife and, and, and eldest son come over along with a good mate of mine and his son um, from Geelong. They come over on the Friday afternoon to watch the Friday night um, footy and then we jumped in a, in a hire car about 7.30 in the morning. Uh, we left Adelaide and got, got to Kimber at 12.30, had a quick uh, cuppa with mum and dad and just walked over to the footy ground. It's probably an odd question, but were you nervous? Yeah, I was actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was a little bit nervous. Um, I walked into the, to the change rooms and all the boys were in their gear ready to go and... Um, yeah, I could sense the excitement and, and um, I guess I didn't want to let them down mm. um, coming in. Um, oh, well, do you reckon you did? You only had 52 <laughs> possessions, didn't you? No, I think I played my role pretty well that day, which was nice. Did you demand number 44? I did, I did wear it, but I didn't demand it. Oh, you did? did yeah, you, you did yeah, wear it? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, yeah the club, uh, I think there was, a, there was a, um, a guy who was playing reserves, normally wears 44, and he was more than happy to, to <laughs> offer it up for the day. Now, I know it's, it's, uh, it's a minor competition, Kimber, but when you, I saw that you were playing and you, clearly your touch was pretty good getting the 52 possessions, I wondered why you finished up at the end of 2016 at Geelong. You ran third in the best and fairest. You were sixth, the, the sixth time you'd made the All-Australian team. Was it your decision? Yeah, totally, 100% my decision. Um, I guess for me, going into that season... I felt it was going to be my last uh, season and last, uh, I guess, last around, last crack at it. Um, so I approached everything and I put a, a lot of energy and time into that um, season, um, pre-season, knowing that this is probably the last um, chance and last opportunity to get to, to, I guess, go out and play for Geelong Football Club. And it wasn't until 
uh, I guess that the, the prelim, I mean, the finals when we, we sort of get knocked out, um, we probably don't play as well as what we would have liked. We come close. Um, I felt that we um, probably underachieved. And all that sort of, it's not until you actually, mm. the time comes when you go, well, this is it, um, that the emotions start playing in your head and you think, oh, you know, I, I did play okay, I had a good season. Um, Geelong Footy Club, uh, uh, you know, going places, we get, we can have a chance to um, contend again. Um, so the only thing really driving me was the chance to play in another premiership. Um, but when you weigh all those things up and you, I guess you take the, the, the emotion out of it, after the first week when you get knocked out, all things led to me um, that it was my time to, to, to give it up. So when you went and had the exit meeting with Scotty, yep. and you, did you say to him, uh, I'm done? Yeah, yeah. So there was, uh, there was Chris Scott, uh, Stephen Wells and, and Stephen Hocking. Um, and I, um, I think it was the, was the Wednesday um, after our last game. Um, and yeah, I, I said, Let, let's catch up. And I think... I think in the back of their minds, they, they probably knew that I was going to come in and say mm. I, was, I was finishing up. But um, it wasn't until we sit down and actually say those words. Um, and then it was a bit of a relief because um, um, I had to, it was a bit of a whirlwind, I guess, week for me to, to go through all those emotions and, um, and had, to, had to make the decision. And I was fortunate enough, there's not too many players that, that um, mm. are allowed to make that decision. So I was very obviously grateful of that. Um, it was, I was in that position to, to be able to say, well, think, it's my call, you know, I've had a great career, it's time to, to look into something else. Did Jimmy Bartel's situation weigh on you at all? Uh, no, n not really. No, I was never, I was never one, one of the guys to sort of to worry too much about other people's goings-on and um, that was the, the whole way throughout my career. Obviously, I, I care for my teammates and I was there for them and I looked out for them, but... In terms of, um, I guess, getting weighed up or weighed down into other people's um, ins and outs, it was never uh, my cup of tea. So it was, I was only focused about um, my decision and, and obviously what was right for myself in the footy club at the time. Did you have tears in your last game? Yeah, I did, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Um, there was a telltale sign, wasn't yeah, it? Well, yeah. Well, obviously it was at yeah. at, at, at the time. Um, not, I'm not a huge. A cryer at, at the best of times, mate. So mm. when it when it did happen, it was like, oh, gee whiz, what's going on here? And then, um, so that was spontaneous. It was sort of like, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Um, you put so much time and your effort and energy, and we obviously really disappointed with that game. And um, you know, we started really poorly, and then we we tried and we tried to get back into the game. We we could just never get back into it. So, um, and when that sort of moment comes, and you. You're a game away from playing in the grand final. You're at the MCG, and you, um, for me, I was obviously I wasn't going in thinking, "Oh, this is my last game." Mm -hmm. um, so you weren't when you ran onto the ground. Not really. It wasn't necessarily no, no, no because, because you may have played in the next week. Well, yeah. yeah, you're not you're not thinking that way as a player because you, you're going in thinking, "Okay, we're in the premier final. We got we got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do this." And you, you, you're not so much worried about that. And until that time sort of happened, that's when I think it hit me, and. Yeah, the emotions come out, and, and um, I was looking around, and I was thinking, I've got to stop. I've got to stop crying. I've got to, <laughs> I've got to pull myself together. And I was yeah. looking around, and the more I was thinking that, the more that just I, I couldn't stop. And um, it was obviously the, the disappointment, um, and the way we sort of played. And but did you know you were disappointed <coughs> with the way you played yeah. the team? Well, but did you also know that you were never going to be there again? That was obviously, yeah, probably someone telling me that it was my time. 
Let's go back to the start. You're a kid from Kimber, which is five hours by road from Adelaide. Uh, you're taken at number 47, Geelong's seventh pick in the 1999 National Draft. Yeah. The, the early years were a bit tough for you at Geelong, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. Um, I guess if you strip it right back, I wasn't expected to get drafted um, when I did. Obviously, I was I was completing my schooling in Kimber and it was this pretty small area. Um, I was myself and four other students in the Year 12 class. Is that right? That's right. So, How many people in Kimber? Uh, well, it depends if it's a, a weekday or a weekend, <laughs> mate. But um, that's obviously a farming community. So I think the last count's around 700 people. But, um, yeah, so I... I was obviously um, I had some clubs interested in 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 me and um, yeah a lot of clubs or a few clubs had had said we're, we're not quite sure about you because of where you are um, you haven't really gone through the traditional pathways mm -hmm. you haven't tested yourself against underage kids your same level same age so um, when I did get called out um, I was obviously hopeful that you know I was going to get drafted to to an AFL club Geelong had I'd never spoken to him before before the draft. No. So I get called out. So when you, you're watching on telly, are you? I actually wasn't. I was playing in a tennis tournament with uh, with Matt, who was, um, yeah, we were out. Um, it's called a little town called Buckleboo. We are having yep. a few beers and yep. we were halfway through the game and uh, they come over the, the, the loudspeaker that I'd got drafted. Really? So we just stopped the game and that That's how it. you heard about it? Yeah, that's how we heard on about it. On the PA yeah. at a local <laughs> tennis club? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, as I said, I didn't think I was going to get drafted, so I wasn't putting all my eggs into that basket. So when it happened, I was a bit of a whirlwind, I guess, a few months. The excitement, you know, really excited that I got the opportunity to come over. And then you come over, you leave your family and your friends and you come to a, a place where you don't mm. really... I thought Geelong was a suburb of Melbourne. Mm. <laughs> um, I get, get to know that it's not. Um, Had you been there before? Ever been to Geelong? No, no, no. I had no sort of links or... I obviously knew Geelong, the footy club, and... Mm. Um, yeah, that was that was about it. So, uh, basically, the first the first twelve months were were uh, pretty hard for me um, coming over here and trying to find my feet, and and not obviously um, I was coming from a long way back in terms of footy sense um, compared to some of the other guys that I got drafted with. So it was really hard. Probably twelve. You spent months. that year, didn't you, entirely in the VFL team? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think I was ever close. You to weren't me. ready. Uh, no, not at no. all. No, I was, I was, I was underdeveloped, and I was probably immature as well. So it was, um, it was, it was, it was a great year for my development. Obviously, it made me probably grow up a little bit, and um, you know, had to tough things out a little bit. Did you contemplate going home? Uh, I don't think I ever. Oh, probably early, really early. I thought, oh, maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Um, maybe, you know, maybe I'll just go back and just slip into my, you know. Um, country life, I suppose, mm. and, and just, uh, you know, hang out with my mates and play footy on the weekends. I think, and it wasn't until, you know, a couple of people actually kicked me up the arse and said, look, you're, you're here, this is your opportunity, you've got two years, um, and if you, you know, if you don't do it, you, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. Who's, who uh, kicked you up the bum? Um, well, obviously the people that, that are close to you. Uh, mum and dad were obviously... Um, they were probably heartbroken to see their son being homesick, but they just said, just stick it out, just stick it out. Um, and then the footy club were, were obviously, you know, huge in that that regard. And they said, look, we'll do everything we can to, to make things easy for you. And um, at the end of the day, um, there were some, some people. Brendan McCartney was one who was, who was really uh, close to me in those early years. And um, I guess he, 
he sort of took it upon himself to, um, I guess, look look out for me and make make sure that uh, you know I was I was going okay. Sixteen years on, you're the games record holder at Geelong. Yeah, I'm must glad. I'm glad I did uh, did stick it out. Yeah, but it must be amazing to look back. We can say sixteen years in a hurry, but it, to, to look back and sort of think where you were then and where you ended up. Yeah, yeah, it's um, you're right. It does does go pretty quickly when you when you think about it, but. Um, yeah, it's not until you actually strip things back and you and you take yourself right back to those moments. And you, um, for me as a coach now, and to see these, um, you know, 17, 18, 19 year olds come in, it actually does take you back to to those um, times. And um, you, I guess you have empathy for these guys that what it takes to to obviously a lot of them have to relocate and come over and mm. um, you know come into the footy club and and earn their stripes. So um, takes well, you, you back. You're now in a development role at Geelong. Yeah. So that would help you, would it not, with the, with the kids that have had, say, come from the country? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I think I've had a good good journey to to tell um, these kids coming through that it wasn't always uh, easy for me, and um, you have you have to actually work through some things um, to be able to make it as an AFL player. You don't actually always get spoon fed, so yeah. Self-appraisal is always difficult, but I want to know what, what, you, what made you the player you were, your ability to just find the ball so often playing in a notionally a defensive role. Yeah, um, I think I had to work really hard at my game. I, I don't think I was um, blessed with one real natural skill or talent, so I had to, I guess, build my game as a, as a whole, and um, that probably held me in good stead. I had to do a lot of um, work early um, as an as a AFL player to, to get my game up to where a level that was... Um, was going to be okay, and then from then that I guess that hard work was always installed in me. So I went into basically every game. Um, I had a bit of a, a, a fear of, of letting my teammates down, and I didn't never wanted to do that. I obviously did it in a few occasions, and that was always driving me to, to every time I went out and, and pulled on a Geelong jumper that I was going to, you know, try not to let these guys mm. down, and, and I was they could rely on me. Did anyone pull your pants down? Um, you played on a lot of blokes yeah, over yeah. 300 games. Yeah, well, I was pretty smart when I when I got when I got a sense that someone was on top of me, I'd just roll over to the next opponent <laughs> and let someone else take that. You can do that in the modern game. Can't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. But obviously, playing as a small defender, um, yeah, there was there was times where you're thinking, I'm in I'm in strife here against some of these you know gun small forwards, and I need some help from from my teammates. So was there one occasion where you were nonplussed about what the bloke on you was doing? Um, not the Geelong people would say no. They said that you always did your job. But oh no, there was there was always times you you try and outwardly look pretty cool and calm, but there was times inside you were just you were just packing bricks. Um, so <laughs> so you uh, yeah you just didn't want to let the opposition know that. I want to take you back to the end of two thousand and four. The Cats were keen to get Brad Ottens from Richmond, and they needed an early draft pick. Port Adelaide were interested in you yep. for obvious reasons. Yep. Did that nearly eventuate? Yeah, it's, it was it was really uh, interesting time. We were actually overseas at the time with a, with a few guys. We'd we'd been to Las Vegas and we were just on the back end. We we're coming um, to New York and I didn't have a phone. I didn't take a phone with me at that stage. So um, I was actually roomed with Stephen King, who was the captain at the time, and he was getting these phone calls and. He was ducking into the next room and I was going, what's going on here, mate? What's going on here? <laughs> and then in the end there he goes, mate, they're thinking about, you know, trading you on to um, Port Adelaide because we need to get Brad Ottens. Um, so then I, yeah, I'd ring home and, and, and check what's going on with the manager from, 
and they said, oh, they're talking about it. Obviously, it's up to you. What do you want to do? I said, look, I don't really want to go. I'm, I want to stay here at Geelong. Um, Were you offended? Uh, not. Not offended. I was, uh, I was upset and disappointed. I, I, to be honest, I was only just, just starting out my career. I'd only mm. probably played um, 30 maybe games. I, I felt like I had one good season in that period and the rest was I was in and out of the side. So I felt like um, I probably wanted to stay. And, and, and I guess when you, when you hear that, there's a bit of like, I'm going to prove you guys you know, wrong that you, know, you shouldn't put me up for these, for these talks. But I obviously understood at the time that um, the things and, and, and how it worked. But I, I, yeah, I guess I wasn't happy. Did they? Did did Geelong put you up, or did Port Adelaide request you? Still don't know 100% how it worked. I know that Ge Geelong had to try and find a way to get Otto in. Yep. And I think I well, think it was initially. Brent Maloney was, go to Melbourne. So it was yeah. So that's how they worked it out with with Brent Maloney. And I know that the, the footy club didn't want to really give someone up. Um, in the end of the day, it was was Beamer that had to go. Mm. Um, it was fortunate for me that I got to stay and, and got to obviously. Um, play out my career with Geelong and, and achieve that success. But at the time, um, yeah, as I said, it was it was a bit of a whirlwind. I was overseas, had no phone, yeah. and I didn't know whether I was going to come back being a Geelong player or a Port Adelaide player. Wow, things could have been a lot different, couldn't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Three flags, uh, they'd be the highlights, I suspect. Yeah, no doubt. Um, to be able to, to be able to work hard and play hard and and get the opportunity to play in four grand finals and to win three of them um, with, with, with a group of guys who... Um, I guess you'll, uh, you'll be mates with forever. Mm. Well, some of your mates were called Scarlett, Milburn, Rook, King. Yeah. Were you the Geelong Rat Pack? <laughs> um, I don't think we were, we were quite the Rat Pack, um, but we did. We did hang out together. We did. Um, we had a philosophy that you, you obviously train hard. You turn up and tra train hard. You play hard on the weekend, and then you go out and you enjoy yourself. And we had a period of, of a, over a few years where we. We did that, and um, at times we probably pushed the limits. And um, pushed the limits, or got it out of balance. What about say yeah. 2006? How were you in that year? Yeah, we probably got ahead of ourselves a little bit. Got a little bit cocky and and confident, and thought, you know, we we we're okay at football. Uh, we're, we're enjoying ourselves. You know, we we can go out on the weekends and we can we can turn up training and get the job done. But it wasn't until we because we were tracking in the right direction, mm -hmm. and then we had had that poor year. And um, I guess it goes a little bit. We were coming to the stage of our careers where we were probably a little bit older too, 25, 26, and we'd, we'd probably had enough of that sort of just going okay and we, were, we hadn't achieved anything in a sense. So um, for that year to happen, it was probably the best thing at the time that could happen um, for us as a group. So 06 was the year, was it not, that Bomber was under that fierce pressure? There yeah. was a review at Geelong. The expectation was that he would probably lose his job, and he didn't, and yep. became a premiership coach. But what are your memories of that? No, I still remember it pretty uh, vividly. Um, we obviously, as as players, were really disappointed in, in, in the season, and, and there was a lot of there was a lot of talk about um, Bomber as the coach. Is he the right man to go? And is he? Um, do we need to to change what we're doing? And um, I think I think as players, we we felt that we were the ones that probably should be in his position. Like we we were the ones that probably caused a lot of the the issues that year. And um, yeah, we we were obviously. Um, Felt, felt a sense of belonging that this should be us and not Bomber that's copying a lot of the heat. So you know the it was reality. out of our hands, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, not going to sack 45 blokes. No, yeah. no. So we were obviously... Did you think he was going to go? 
Um, yeah, we we thought. Well, I thought, and speaking to him and the rest of the players, it was it was out of obviously his control. He put his case forward, and the players had said their thing. But um, yeah, it was very line ball, and we probably had a sense that he was going to go. And do you think when the, when he stayed, and you realised what you blokes hadn't done, yeah. that was the catalyst for for the the premiership? Run? Oh, it was a kickstarter for sure. Yeah. We obviously um, it was a, I guess, the kick out the arse that we needed to 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 to, uh, to have and. Um, there was, I think there was a, a, a change in, um, I guess, attitude towards that next season. Um, even though we probably didn't start the season as well as what we um, would have hoped for, I think there was a, a, a bit of a um, notion that we need to get things going. Let me ask you about 2009, which I think was your best year. Yep. You may differ from that. Yep. 2009, you had 628 disposals from 25 games. That's an average of 25. And you averaged 27 in the finals in three finals, and you won the VNF that year, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some year, isn't it? Was that your best? Um, yeah, it's really, it really hard to rank them. I don't really, uh, I don't really have a handle on that. But, um, yeah, in terms of when you, when you say the numbers, I think through a period of probably 2008 and 2009, I think, as a, as a footy club, that was when we played our best footy. Um, and we were, had, you know, we... I guess that 2009 year we had we come off the loss to 2008 where we um, we felt that we probably um, it was a missed opportunity yep. as a playing group. We felt like we played some good footy throughout the year, but when we come to finals time, we, we couldn't get the job done. So 2009 we played some great footy together, and we had um, I don't know, a lot of confidence in the guys um, around you. When when you were driving to the game, um, you just expected to win. And that's pretty powerful yeah. as a player when you when you're packing your bag and you're going to the game, going, "Yep, we're going to win." And so when the game gets tight, you've still got that belief that yeah. you'll get over the line. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's pretty powerful. Like um, you don't always you don't say it to you to the bloke next to you. You mm. don't say it, you know, when you when you're warming up and go, "Oh, we're going to win." Yeah. But I think but you believe guys that. had the sense, like you know, if if we play well today, we'll, yeah. we'll win. Yeah. Because because we, we're we're a good side. Yeah. Yeah. So that. We've, it wasn't a game um, throughout that period where, where I didn't think we'd, we'd win. I'm intrigued with the number 44. I asked Johnny Platten the same question and Justin Madden wore it. A lot of high-profile players had 44 on their back. What's the story with yours? Um, well, obviously, yeah, as you said, it got drafted in, in uh, 99 with uh, six other players. So there were seven officers come through that year. And as it is, you get handed a number. Uh, my number was 44. Um, Cameron Ling's number was 45. So when you first come to a footy club, you're just thinking, oh, yeah, we're just wrapped to be here. This is, this is great. I've got a jumper. I've got a number. And um, I had the opportunity after th three or four years to, to downgrade that number, so to speak. And I thought about it. But at the end of the day, Cameron Ling and myself, um, obviously 44, 45, we sat next to each other in the lockers. And uh, at, at Geelong and probably similar to most clubs, you have all the names mm. on the lockers. And you play 100 games, you play 200 games, you get your name on the locker. And we were sitting there and we had... You know, no names above yeah. us. So on both lockers. Yeah, yeah, on both lockers. So we said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could, you know, we could be the first guys to be on this locker? So I guess we made a little pact between me yeah. and Lee that we'd we'd stick together, and it worked out pretty well. Nice. Now, as shy as you are, or, or the the perception is that. Yes. You're pretty loud on Mad Monday, aren't you? Yep. Yep. I know. <laughs> I've seen you in uh, a couple, Freddie Mercury and Marcel Marceau. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any others that? Uh, uh, well, it was always an interesting time of year, and um, Geelong probably 
was the was the guys that took it to the next level there for a while. But um, yeah, I, I felt that that time of year, especially when you had success and you had those um, premierships, was was the best time of year, no doubt. Um, it, you could you could celebrate the year that that had gone on, and it was basically yourself, teammates, coaches, and some staff sitting around a pub all day and just just letting the well go by and, and enjoying what what has gone on throughout the year. So. Um, I'll miss I'll miss those opportunities to have yeah. to have them. Have you missed the game? Have you, you, you have you missed running out? Well, I know you're close to them because you're coaching, but have you missed the adrenaline rush of just running down the race and knowing you're playing for your footy club? Yeah, at times, at times I have, but it's probably um, not as much as I would have thought. It wasn't. Um, it's funny when when we started the season, we won I think five or six games in a row. There was, was no issue. Um, it was really good. I was just happy just to sit in the coach's box and. Um, see the players go out and perform really well, and it wasn't until um, we started. Well, I think we lost three in a row, and I was, that's that's when it really hit me that, um, geez, I'd like to be out there and I'd like to be able to do something and, and help these guys out. Um, and then we we come home and we play um, in front of our home crowd at Simmons Stadium, and um, that's when you sort of start thinking, Lord, that this would be mm. nice to be out there again, mm. wouldn't it? But um, a, as a whole, no, I uh, I haven't missed it as much. I still get the opportunity to. I've played five games down at Barwon Heads. Been able to get, I guess, uh, the, the footy side out and, and enjoy myself down so there. So if Barwon Heads or Kimber make the finals, are you going to play? Uh, we'll have to see with the scheduling. Yeah, I've qualified for uh, Barwon Heads, but not for Kimber. Yeah. Is there an exotic story behind the nickname Boris? You brought that to Geelong, didn't you? Well, I didn't bring it. I tried to keep it <laughs> separate because um, it's not it's not a great nickname, but. Um, I had it since I was basically five or six as, as a kid, um, family, friends of ours. Um, it's, it's not a very good story, Mike, and it's pretty long-winded, but I was hyperactive as a child um, and I was I was called Boom Boom and then Boris Becker, whose oh, okay. nickname was called Boom Boom, so it was shortened to Boris. OK, that's OK. Yeah. That works. That's OK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Corey, there's a famous photo of you in, in an embrace with Joel Selwood. Now, you played with this bloke. You now watch him on a weekly basis. He's a special talent, isn't he? He is, mate, yeah. Um, he's obviously uh, yeah, a fantastic player, fantastic leader and, and a, an unbelievable person. Um, for him to be able to come into our footy club at the time he did and, and I guess from from the day he walked in, he, he set standards and he, and he made other people, um, I guess, walk a little bit taller. And that uh, for an 18-year-old to come in with the likes of some of the people that he was playing alongside of, and he just took no bullshit straight away. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's still doing it today. Um, he's he'll go down as a as a legend. Have you ever seen a braver player? No, no. Maxi Rooks probably comes comes close. Mm. Um, he was he was he was stupid mad, but Joel <laughs> Joel's does it consistently on on a on a week to week basis. He's um he's unbelievable. I mean, it's a, been a brilliant career. I, I, I was always surprised about. Why there wasn't more publicity about you, given what you achieved on the footy field? But as you said, the right people knew what you were doing, and you're entitled to be really proud of what you've done. Good to see you. Thanks, buddy. This has been a production of Fox Sports.